0: Welcome back to Psychotherapy. This is episode 28, part two of episode 27, the gripping conclusion of Michelle Hall's interview. So I broke it down into two episodes because customarily my episodes run under a half hour. I went slightly over, three minutes over, but who's counting? Our last episode, if you did not listen to it, please go back and listen. It's a two-parter, so you'd be listening to the first part because again, as I always say, that's how numbers work. Michelle and I are talking about, you know, substance, what kind of role it plays in our life, and Gina's involved too. I think it ended up kind of being a conversation about coming to terms with certain things as you reach a certain level of adulthood. And there are illustrations because of Gina being involved of where someone has no problem with substance whatsoever. She's one of those normies we talk about when we talk about people who don't have these problems. A wonderful normie too, because, uh, you know, I married her. So we take you back to the show already in progress. Episode two with Michelle Hall and my beautiful wife. And Michelle is beautiful also. Not taking anything away from her. She's also gorgeous. So two beautiful women, what have you put me in here? Now my hands are tied. Two beautiful women and a far more beautiful man. That show starts right now. We're back and we were talking to Michelle about how labeling, this is very important because I, as a drinker, even though I have family members who've died from alcoholism, so it's definitely something that came to me honestly in the sense that I haven't on all sides. There was no chance. It was, I was doomed from the beginning. Yeah, I have Irish uh, in me. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. And any Irish <laughs> but uh sorry no all those races we just shit on um but uh but here's the thing about labeling that's very important is that i did not want to ever say i was an alcoholic until this last round of sobriety now i was sober for six years mm-hmm. i was sober for six years and i always yeah. told people this one line i'd say I don't know. There's no blood test for it. You know, you can't prove that you're an alcoholic. So I'm just not drinking right now. Blah, 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 blah. But what I was really doing for six years was saying, if I drink again, I don't want you to think I'm an asshole. Because once you say to someone you're an alcoholic and then you drink again, you will forever be treated differently, especially Uh, if you're an adult. Yeah. So who did you first say that you were an alcoholic to? Um, I
1: actually was very casual about it when I was drinking. Was it like at a Starbucks? I was very comfortable saying that I was an alcoholic because I knew that I was. I just didn't, I wasn't you know? ready how did you, how to did you, give it up.
0: Well, I'm, it's very important. This is, this kind of language is very important. How did you know you were an alcoholic and not just a problem drinker? Do you know um, what I mean? How did you know that it, in my definition of alcoholism, is that it was out of proportion? You could not control it on your own. It was something that, because I've said before, I love chocolate. When
1: I started stealing my roommate's alcohol. There you go. Okay, mm-hmm. so
0: that's what I'm curious about. Let me go back to it real quick, though. I like chocolate. I like Slurpees, but I'm not a Slurpee or chocolate holic. So this yeah. is something where the stealing's very important. So let's yeah. go into that. I
1: would I would be drinking my my roommate's alcohol, okay, wine, whatever she had. I would drink their alcohol if I didn't have any. Okay, and I would either Venmo them or I would buy new alcohol not for stealing. them. That's stealing. You're paying for it. Well, You're like Robin If Hood. they caught me
0: yeah okay that's very okay so that's good yeah so you realize that that because the biggest thing and this is a straight up is that uh you were powerless to alcohol yeah which means that there was
1: no no stopping me if it was in the house i was drinking it i couldn't keep a bottle of wine in the house for more than
0: 24 hours okay so to that point when who did you tell as far as not like specific names but who did you tell you're an alcoholic on this last one because you knew you had a commitment because i find that once you said you were
1: actually the first person okay
0: Okay, you I know had I told Matt
1: that I had quit drinking, but you, the, the word alcohol, alcoholic. alcoholic, you were the first one. But prior to that, my mom and I had had conversations about it, about my drinking, because mm-hmm. when I go see her, sometimes it gets out of control. Mm-hmm. I don't drink around my dad. I respect okay. my dad's wishes. I don't drink around him. I may go Is out with my drink? friends. My dad doesn't drink. Okay.
0: No. Was it ever mm-hmm. a, a quit thing? He just doesn't no,
1: do it. I I don't. I mean I think he did a little bit when he was in college but I don't But never even, in your childhood. Never in my childhood have I mm-hmm. ever seen my dad drink. Not That's even champagne on a toast. That's
0: interesting because I I didn't know my dad's father was an alcoholic till last week because mm-hmm. I had never seen him drink. So I just assumed he didn't drink, but then my dad's like, "Oh, he was an alcoholic too." So I had no idea. So maybe he did have a problem with alcohol when he was younger, but you don't know.
1: I know that my mom's dad did and um that was instilled in me. From childhood, Papa was an alcoholic. You need to really keep an eye out on what you do, and like it was, it, we were educated on alcohol. I was
0: at least the fact that it, it was a word that it you was grew something,
1: up with. Yeah, it was something, and then my uncle was an alcoholic. They always hid that from me. Okay. I never visually saw these people. I think I saw my uncle once drunk. He came to a Christmas party, and then um, they did. Did he knock over the tree home. or
0: something? Okay. No, he
1: just he was blurring, and you could smell it on yeah, his breath. Yeah, yeah. Oof. I remember smelling it as a kid on his breath, um, not really understanding what it was but that yeah. that was alcohol, and he was drunk. And when I got older, I could recognize it in him, but it never. I never, up until this point, actually never really connected the two. Like, I, I hadn't thought about that moment. That's interesting, now. too.
0: That's interesting, too. Yeah. yeah. that happens. So you start yeah. to... It's not only when you first get sober, you start connecting dots, that it's like, all of a sudden, someone shows you a road map yeah. of your life, and you're like, holy shit, who made this map? And yeah. you're like, some damn booze hound made this map. Yeah. Why am I here? Yeah. And that's 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 a reality that's a little hard to deal with. But then you start going into things like that, and you're like, wait a second, this person was this? Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, because you didn't want to explore it when you were and drinking.
1: And he, he also had mental issues, severe mental issues. He was in a home, and... I don't really know the extent of what he had. I I believe he had schizophrenia because yeah, he would big. see things. But then I'm also a very observant person, mm-hmm. clairvoyant. Although you didn't know <laughs>
0: that he was schizophrenic. No, no, no. no. <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't know what his... But he said that he would see people. They could see ghosts. And I'm a clairvoyant person. I don't see ghosts. Uh-huh. Um, but I feel energy and I
2: feel really think. good because Jet knows a lot of ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I, I totally to get you you're, you're going
0: down a totally different road. <laughs> so, sorry to bring episode. up the dead people. Yeah, well, no, um, no, 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 that's fine. I'm just saying that you want to start talking about talking to people who are dead. That's a totally that different episode. He
1: would see these things and hear these things. And then people thought it was a mental disorder. Yeah. And there was no education back then. I mean, this was in the 80s. This was before it was normal to see people who are there and he had a, a girlfriend that
0: was the same way and they oh my CG god I was so <laughs> hoping you were going to say that he had a girlfriend that none of us could ever see <laughs> because then we have a whole new offshoot of shows you know yeah. your uncle's ghost girlfriend be I mean, an awesome show yeah
2: I was wondering about you were saying that your dad doesn't drink and he doesn't like alcohol or you to drink around him or for, for alcohol to be around him it's or? not that I just do it out of respect uh-huh. Okay, it's not that
1: I yeah uh, you
0: don't want to get drunk in front of a sober person it's embarrassing
2: well, that and, like, but does he, do you know him as sober? Yeah, or, I've okay. never seen my dad
1: drink anything, yeah, So there might ever. be something there. Okay, yeah, but it's just it's a just, thing that's
2: not really acknowledged or talked There's
1: There is a really long story oh, God, um, when I was we 22. Another... Does it involve ghosts? Michelle, no, it Michelle. involves an a accident that happened with okay. a mistaken of identity, and they thought it was me, and she was drinking and driving, mm. and she... So my dad was in the hospital when I was 22. My dad was in the hospital for, I think, six or seven hours thinking that this person was me. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. And so out of respect since that time, I just don't do it. And I actually quit drinking after that for a little bit. But then I fell back in. And uh, So
0: let me ask you now, been a while since July. So now we're into September. Mm -hmm. What are the good things you're finding from it? And then we'll go into what's been the hardest. But first, what is what is the best part of not drinking?
1: Uh, I feel great. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, that <laughs> sounds dishonest. I don't
1: feel like... I don't wake up in the morning with body aches. I don't oh, wake up in the morning feeling sluggish. I just... I wake up naturally. I'm ready to get up and start my day. So the
0: lack of the hangover, the lack there's of that...
1: N- yeah, there's no hangover, which is great. Um, I have... My memory's better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel healthier, to be honest. Do you feel with more that.
0: hopeful? Do you feel better about your life in general, or do you still oh, kind of get sad? Oh well,
1: I have, I have, I struggle with depression. Of course, yeah. So it's a it's a roller coaster. You have your moments where you're mm-hmm. like, did I make the right decision? I really miss doing this. Yeah. I really miss the taste of alcohol. And but
0: do you not have as deep a despair as you could go into when you were drinking? Because that's what I find is that yeah, you could I don't. Really I don't. Go the into roller a bad coaster place. doesn't go as
1: low. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. That's kind of yeah. what I'm getting at. Is I can that, pick myself up a lot faster than I was able to before.
2: And you're also taking that regret off your plate of the night before.
0: Right. There's 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 no
2: regrets. I'm accountable for
1: all my actions if something does happen. I love that.
0: I've said before that I may be a dick, but at the time I meant it. And -hmm. when I was drinking, I may have done something so out of proportion, so terrible that I don't remember, and that was outside of me, and that's scary. The embarrassment
1: behind saying, oh, I was drunk, far worse than being like, well, sorry, I was a bitch. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's, that's easy to say. It's like, I, I, get that. Yeah. I get that. Another
0: thing for me, too, is that I used to say that to people who are friends my age who still drinking too much, and I would tell them, well, at what point is it not cute to be a drunk? Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're yeah. 22 years old, it's like, hey, he's a kid, whatever, he's drinking, he, she's drinking. At but when you point, start to get a certain cute. point where you're older, it starts to get really embarrassing. I don't even you
1: know? think 22-year-olds drunk are cute anymore. Well, like, I know, I, but I, I'm going to give them <laughs> a little more. I'm
0: going to give them a little more leeway than a 52-year-old yeah. guy who passes out at a party.
1: When you're not at a ball game oh God, or yeah. any yeah. kind of event, yeah. it's
0: not cute. So it's cute at a ballgame, huh? It's cute at a ball game. <laughs> I guess. <laughs>
1: because you're enjoying yourself. You're having yeah, a drink think, with your buddy. I think that's
0: even. a slippery slope. My point about it <laughs> is just that I, I think that I think that it becomes more problem yeah. as you get older because I you should know better. You should. So, okay, then my second question. I guess I was curious because first it came out of a thing that you thought was just a health issue, right? Yeah. You don't know, want to lose some weight. I had that too. Like, you cannot drink excessively mm-hmm. and lose weight. If you're trying to lose a significant amount of weight... For me, and just about anyone, you can't drink. There's just yeah, too many okay. calories. And what I've said too is that it takes off the governor of what you'll eat. I won't eat three plain pieces of bread. But when I'm <laughs> drunk, I'll be like, yeah. bread. And then I'll drink honey like, mac like Pooh and Bear.
2: Cheese, hamburgers, right. all that Taco Bell gross it's, stuff. It's also just alcohol is digested differently
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it slows your metabolism temporarily when you consume alcohol so it's a compound effect so not only are you taking in the calories and all the sugar alcohol and everything from from the alcohol itself but then anything you consume is going to impact you more because you have slowed down your metabolism Mm -hmm. so let
0: me ask you this michelle and i'm not going to help you out with this one because sometimes i interject i want to know what you would say to someone who thinks forget diet because diet obviously you know we've talked about that What would you say to someone who's kind of in your shoes? Say you're on antibiotics and you can't can't go to a a party or an
1: event... Without drinking because you have to, right? Then you might have a problem.
0: No, that's a great point because yeah. some people are told to stop drinking by their doctor. I know lots
1: of people that do that, and it just it negates the antibiotics. Right, like right, you, You're getting yourself over. Sorry, but then no, but you're messing yourself that's up okay. by doing that. That's okay.
0: But the but the good point in that is that even when it's a health aspect like that, that's immediate because people have a hard time understanding. At sixty, you'll have cirrhosis. Yeah, people and you can't only have to go that.
1: a week. It's not like you have to go a month. Your yeah, doctor's yeah. saying. For these next five days, while you're on these antibiotics, you cannot drink. Yeah. Great. Can I start on Monday? Because on Saturday, I want to drink. That is when you know you have an issue. I would say also, like, if you can't have brunch without
0: drinking a mimosa. That is the most L.A. thing <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. This episode is going to be called... Brunch mimosas with Michelle because <laughs> if you can't go to brunch without a mimosa, Michelle, yeah.
2: <laughs> how many people do <laughs> you think are listening? Have we ever been to brunch in I general? I've been to brunch
0: and had mimosa, um, but Michelle, that's, I, was trying, sounds, I was Now, trying now I want to go to brunch and have a mimosa. I was
1: trying to relate to the influencers. You definitely, LA I get it. I get it. Listening.
0: If you're on your yacht, yeah. And, you have lunch, <laughs> and you need a mimosa you yeah. might have a problem yeah but no i get what you're saying and i appreciate you coming out and sharing your story yeah. cause it's never easy and yeah. uh you've been sober now how long
1: yeah so it's been on a, a little over, over two months, months. that's yeah. great
0: that's incredible yeah. so congratulations on that that's i appreciate great. you coming out and telling us this too because it's always good to have another perspective yeah. i'm a weirdo and uh, unlike you, who's totally relatable with mimosa as a brunch. Thank you so much for coming out, yes, to Michelle. I know we're not a real me. podcast. It's and, a real uh, podcast. We've been cranking you guys. a little thing. And it's this is the most but, uh, legit
1: podcast oh, I've ever my seen. God.
0: Yeah, he's got. Yeah, a can huge you see how computer, legitimate? I've got a huge headphones. computer. Everyone knows huge computers are the best. It's the size of a room. It's it's uh, from a the sixties. A
1: table, a table, some these curtains.
0: Oh my god, so much. We've got backdrops. Okay, th- we got backdrop. Okay, enough of the pictures. illustration. Thank you so much, Michelle. Uh, this is Jet Dunlap for psychotherapy. Thanks for listening.